Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And my lighting has me looking all red today. What? Anyway, hey, I've got a um, very special guest on today, a gentleman that I met out on the movie set of um, Grumpy Old Santa. This guy's name is David Ford. He is one of the actors in the movie, and I'm excited to have David on today and to hear his story. He's joining us from East Texas. So do me a favor and share this out right now. Share it out with all of your friends all over the place, and let's get a bunch of people on here to hear David's story. You're going to like this guy. He's a good dude. So stay with us. We'll be right back. And we're back. Let me bring David on. David, welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here, Ken. Glad to have you here, man. So, so as I was telling you a few minutes ago, I've I've done this now for about almost five years, which is insane to me. Um, and and you know, I started this show to help people get unstuck in life. I believe that we all hit those walls in our life and, and a lot of people don't know how to get unstuck. And so that's what this is about. And I think by hearing other people's stories of overcoming adversities, it helps other people heal and, and become better. So let's start with you telling everybody where you were born and raised. I was born and raised in East Texas. Uh, Went to a little school called Harleton, which has like maybe two stores, maybe three or something like that. <laughs> but I graduated with like 25 people. And so, oh, wow. yeah, but um, yeah, we two a school. And so, yeah, but it's a great community. I, I wouldn't change it. This kind of made dating hard because it's like, you know, your brothers and sisters, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, you know, from kindergarten all the way up to 12th grade. They're like family, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah make it, you're like um that's weird like i i feel like i'd be dating my sister <laughs> right right well i have one friend um that went to school with his name is donnie and he met a girl you know in the seventh grade and they're married to this day wow that's, that's a long time <laughs> that's a long time wow yeah. so so you um <clears throat> excuse me you 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 grew up out in a very small community. I thought I grew up in a small town when I only had eighty people in my graduating class. Um, sounds like you were in a much smaller community. Um, yeah. What was it like for you growing up like that? I mean, what 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 were your days like as a kid? What'd you do? Well, um, you know, we had a pasture next to us with cows, and so my friends would come over. We'd go out and have cow patty fights and jump on hay bales and there's a creek down the road and and a, a very big pond is bigger than a pond but um so I, i'd go fishing almost every day <laughs> and uh you know my friend would cut through the woods he lived about three miles and uh, i finally got like a riding lawnmower that my uncle converted and took the the blade off so i would just ride and go get him sometimes but <laughs> on the lawnmower oh guys on a lawnmower oh yeah so you're talking about country all right <laughs> Man, I feel like there's a country song in there somewhere. Oh right? yeah, <laughs> there's gotta be. So, so, so you, um, you grew up out there and and went to middle school and high school and um, did you go to college? I did. Went to college. Um, ended up getting a master's degree in college and and education. And um, oh. I've taught. Uh, special ed and and health and PE for about almost 13 years and oh, um, so um, right now I'm not actually teaching I'm just kind of pursuing some other things pursuing the dream a little bit and so I, that's kind of where I'm at right now 
so you went, you got a master's degree in education, then you got into teaching and you did that for 13 years. Yes. And I, and I did the wow. acting on the side. So it's just kind of hard juggling two careers and um, because you never know when you're going to land something and it's hard to take off as a teacher, which there lies the problem, yeah. and, you know, so you got to pay your bills, but you're also trying to chase the dream. So it makes, makes life difficult sometimes. And, yeah. You know, I had to use the excuse, you know, I guess a, a few times that, you know, your dog died or your, somebody died, but yeah, <laughs> get to that right. audition. But, uh, you know, Lord, forgive me for those. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So you, I mean, w- let me ask you this. What was it that, that, um, you know, I, I always think that as a child, there's always something thing or someone some event or or a string of events that occur that um kind of push us in the direction that we end up going as adults what what comes to mind when i when i say that what what do you feel like what pushed you as as a kid into doing what you what you've been doing and have done well you know it wasn't much to do, like I said, where I was. And my my uh, brother-in-law at the time, he left his video camera over there. And um, he's one of those you know, VHS video recorders. And yeah. so I started playing with it one day, and I started making these little stop-motion videos, you know. Then I started going into skits, you know, like Saturday Night Live skits with my friends. And uh, just started doing that all through high school. Every time we got a chance, we'd make these stupid videos. And I actually found some the other day and watched them. I was like, this could never get out to the public ever. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty bad. I mean, not Uh, bad, bad, but I'm talking about this, you know, embarrassing bad. And and so I was like, but anyway, that kind of put me on that path. And I never really gave it a second thought, you know, um, until I got to college. And so that's where things started changing. So you got to college and you decided did did you always have a um the a, a a desire to be an actor not really um i just loved doing the skits and stuff with my friends and i didn't never thought i could try to do it professionally and um you know i had no training never went to any schools i didn't know anything about it didn't know anything about how stuff worked on a set but they were making a movie. I went to Northeastern State, Oklahoma, in Tahlequah. And um, so they were making a movie there called The Doughboy. It was some independent film. <clears throat> and and I got to watch and be an extra in it. And I just started, I was just amazed. I was watching how things work. And I was like, I could do that. You know, I remember thinking to myself, I could do that. But I didn't actually pursue it at that point. <laughs> right. Know? So, but and how old were you then? Uh, probably about 22. Okay. 22. But you had the thought I could do that. The acting thing. Yeah. Yeah, I I did. And, uh, I actually got an agent there, um, not long after that, but it was all like, um, it was no, no auditions for movies at the time there. It was just like print jobs, print work and, uh, like modeling type stuff, which, you know, I landed a few here and there. Um, there was there was one, uh, but it wasn't really a movie. It was like a Christian film from the from the Willie George Ministries. I don't know if you ever heard of them. <clears throat> and um, but they they had a big uh, episode thing where you know they did Bible stories, and I remember I had to go. It's like in the in, in October in Oklahoma, the water's cold. Okay, <laughs> it sometimes uh, snows in Oklahoma in late October, wow. but. Um, <clears throat> So I had to get in the water as like a Roman soldier and it was freezing. And so, um, but I still enjoyed the experience because it, you know, the, the adrenaline rush, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like a featured extra. So it kind of, again, another layer on top of the, Hey, I can do this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, you, um, you went on ahead though and got a, got an, a degree in education and then said, <laughs> Well, that's not good enough. I'm going to go ahead and get a master's degree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. And, and then, so I, I kept going. <laughs> so, so then you get out of college and what, 
got a job teaching at the local school or what, what happened from there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, my first real job was at TSTC technical college in Marshall. It was like academic advisor and, you know, it's low paying job, but it was a job more than I'd ever made before. Mm-hmm. So I actually bought my first car, you know, um, the car I had in college was just, you know, my parents had bought it for me and stuff. But, uh, so anyways, I started learning about bills and all that <laughs> kind of stuff, yeah. you know, uh, and uh, having fun. a real job. Yeah. And, um, so I, I still didn't, uh, do anything with the acting at that point. And then I started going into the next year, I went into coaching and teaching. So I coached football for a few years and, um, then I, it was really starting to hit home to me at that point because during that time I met a guy in Waco who was making a little Christian series called heavenly high. And, um, so I wrote a few episodes for it and starred in it. And that's really when things started, um, you know, rolling in that direction for me about acting and, and all that. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, okay. So here I'm going to ask you the million dollar question. Did you ever feel like you were, um, when you were teaching and I I know you had a desire, the burning desire to be an actor, right? Did you ever feel like, man, I am living a lie right now? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So many times. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons like, you know, I, I I did love coaching when I was in it, but, but it took away the opportunities to and uh, especially on the weekends if you're a coach you're up there on the weekends too yeah. and um i remember it hit me one night i was like it was like 8 30 at night and the, and the head coach said we're not going to go home this was during basketball season he's like till this kid makes 25 free throws so we was up there till like 11 o'clock at night <laughs> and uh i was hungry i was like you know what <clears throat> this is not for me and um so that was kind of the turning point when i got out of that and um uh, the coaching part of it anyway, I was still teaching. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I remember I saw this audition and I submitted for it in Dallas. It was a horror film. And on the day of the audition, I was like, I'm not going, I was like, who am I kidding? I don't know anything about acting. I've never been in an audition room. Uh, uh, even though I'd memorized the sides and lines, I was like, I was just, I was starting to talk myself out of it. It was about five in the morning. And then it just hit me. A voice was like, if you don't go now, you'll never know. At least you can put it behind you. Right. So I just felt myself get up, you know, and um, next thing I know, I ended up landing that role. <clears throat> and so that, you know, gave me maybe false overnight aspirations like, hey, I'm going to be a Hollywood star the next day. <laughs> you know? yeah. I landed a role in a movie and uh, <clears throat> little did I know it's not how it works. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it, most things aren't generally that fast but it you know it can happen it can happen so so you had <clears throat> this role in a in a film a horror film you said yeah it was called serum you know like like serum i think yeah. it's even on the poster so it's like a hand holding up a, a syringe with green serum in it wow. um and it was directed by a guy named Steve Frankie. We're still friends on Facebook. He's a great mm-hmm. guy. But, you know, you land your you audition for your first role. You land your first role and you think, hey, I'm going to land all my auditions. You know, that was that's how I was thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's no. not that's not how it works. <laughs> no, no, not in my case. Anyways, you know, I heard somebody say, you know, like, well, Danny DeVito, he auditioned like a hundred times before he landed a row. I was like, Oh, I got him beat. You know? Um, well after that, it was like four or 500 times probably before I landed anything else, Wow. you know? So, um, anyways, that's kind of, but once you get the acting bug and feel that you can do it, it's, it's hard to give up on the dream. You know? I mean, that's what I love to do. So, so, so you, you, um, let's see, you had a, you got a master's degree. So you were 25 or six. Yeah, about you... 25. Okay. And, and you, you start teaching, you did that for 13 years. What made you, what, what pushed you towards special ed? You just had a love for, for 
kids in 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 need like that or is, what was i wish it? i could say that was the reason but but <laughs> but in all honesty uh being a coach in pe you're expendable a dime a dozen and you have uh, you have to coach with that so i was like i need to, i need to uh to certify in something else where uh, it's a little bit more you know more of a need and um so I didn't even study for the test. I just went in there. And if you're certified in Texas in one subject, you can go certify for the other if you pass. Right. And I passed it by like two points. And so, hey, I'm a special ed teacher. So I got hired immediately. And uh, and that's where I worked in education since, you know, okay. since I've been in education in special ed. And so, and, and I really enjoyed it. I enjoy all of the one-on-one -on -one interaction with, yeah. with kids and stuff. So. I did appreciate it more after I started doing it. Now, along the way, I, I, I mean, you're you're doing all of. I mean, it sounds like you're doing some pretty cool stuff. Although I think teachers are probably the most underpaid profession in America <laughs> by far. My right. wife's brother and and his wife are both both teachers and. Yeah, I, I, I see what it what it, it's a lot of work, but um, not I don't know if it's as much work as as acting. Acting's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't really know what goes into the acting. Most people have no clue mm. or, or how things go on a film set. Even more important than that. I mean, they just they think it's, you know, very easy. But even on the independent film, you know, it's still the same process as a studio. Huge film, you know. Still yeah. got to do the slate and all the sound stuff. You know, it, everything's still the same. It's just on a smaller level. It, 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 I've, I was shocked by it, quite honestly. Oh, look who's watching. Jay. Jay's awesome. Jay's <laughs> Jay. going to be on the show, I think, next week. Jay's on, I believe. I think that's when he's scheduled. So, so, um, <laughs> and he's right. You are a funny dude holy crap so you know and and me coming out there i think you know this um that was my first time ever on a movie set ever oh, i've never okay. like, I and and when it when um for anybody watching that's never been on a movie set it's way different whatever you think it is it's not it's way different than that right. <laughs> because i i had just tried and i'd had glenn tell me you know about sets and everything over of, over the last couple of years multiple times but i it wasn't anything near what i expected it was it was unbelievable right was right and you know a lot of people think you get up there you do the line and you're done but no you're gonna maybe do that same line 10 15 times at different angles you know and so it just and you have to do it with the same energy and so a lot of people have no clue what it, what it takes to do it you know and they work 12 our days too, <laughs> you know. So yeah, but if you love true. it, you love it. If you love it, it's not work; it's your passion, you know. Yeah. So what what made you? So you got out of the. Um, you said you you got out of education. Um, what made you decide to get out of education? Is was it to go go for the acting thing full time? Uh, yeah. Well, I didn't really get out of education. I just did it on the side as much as I could, you know, a lot of stuff I did oh. in the summer times and, um, okay. you know, you get those long breaks. And, um, and so sometimes I had to pass on opportunities when I knew I couldn't take off. So if I didn't think it was going to advance my career, I, I would just pass on a lot of the opportunities. But, um, but now I'm trying to put myself in a position where, uh, I don't have to pass up anything and I can just go for it, you know, I don't know how that's working out just yet because I'm still kind of in the middle of that. <laughs> so right, we'll, we'll see. Um, so when you, um, so you're not out of education. No, no. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm not actually teaching at the moment. Um, so I actually went to Alaska in August um, to teach. And what? they're not underpaid. They're not underpaid there. But um, that's why I went. Like, I can go to Alaska, stick it out for a year, put you know, put some money back, maybe have some seed money when I come back to maybe do my next film. That was the plan. But, you know, when I got there, where I went wasn't on a road system. It was in Galena, Alaska. You know, it was in where? Galena, 
Delina, okay. They actually made a movie there. Um, what was that? Cloak and Dagger. They had some scene from that Air Force base that was there. Oh, wow. So and that's they converted that Air Force base into like a school and dorms and stuff. So I was there for a couple of months only. And um, but some things didn't work out when I got there that I was told that was going to happen. It just wasn't their fault. It just some things didn't line up like they had hoped. And so I, I decided to come on back. And ironically, when I came back, I landed the, the role in um, Trumpy Old Santa. Wow. Didn't really landed. I just not. I've worked with Michael Lyons on most of his films, so yeah. um, he recommended me to Jay, and Jay said, "Yeah, bring him on board." And that was my first time working with Jay, and uh, so I had a blast uh, working with everybody. It was an awesome crew, an awesome cast, and I really, really appreciated working with Glenn. That was my first time to work with Glenn, and he was a great mentor on set. And when he pulled me aside and said, "Hey, I love what you're doing," I mean, that just like oh, it's affirmation. You know, thank, thank you, Lord, <laughs> because you hear that from somebody like Glenn. It's just it makes you feel really great. Glenn is. Um, lo- first off, he's like a brother to me. I love that dude. Second, he's a mentor of mine and there's nobody like him. Like I'm right. convinced there's not another person like Glenn Moore shower on this planet, right. man. So have you been to his acting classes? I haven't, but, um, you know, now that I've met him and stuff, I'm probably going to take one of his workshops or classes. uh, It's unbelievable. And I'm not an actor, but it's like, it's a game changer. It's unbelievable. So, so, um, so you, you, what, so you, what in the world made you go to Alaska? How did you hear about a job in Alaska? How's that even happen? Well, that's uh, I don't know. It's kind of a long story, but I'll try to sum it up real fast. Uh, I was working for my nephew, and you know um, what I was doing there kind of wasn't really working, and um, in the end, it wasn't. So I was like, I kind of knew I had to find something. So I saw that they needed a special ed teacher in Alaska, and it started wow. you off at like eighty-six thousand, and I was like, yeah, that's like three times what a teacher makes here. You know, <laughs> you know. Wow. Uh, starting out. And so I'm like, I'm going to give, I'll give it a try. You know, I love nature. I, I always wanted to go to Alaska. And um, so I don't regret the experience at all, even though maybe it didn't really work out. Yeah. Um, I got to stay in Alaska for two months and get paid for it, you know? Right. So it was like a two month vacation in a way. You know? Yeah, sure. And it's beautiful up there. Oh, it is. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And what'd you say? And cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And you're from Texas, so you're not used to that at all. No. I mean, I got to see two falls because it was fall there in like August, <laughs> you know? So, but um, it got, you know, it's like 39 degrees in September there, you know? And so, but it was, they had warm days too. There was days you could actually wear t-shirts, you know, shorts. Wow. And then, then the next day it'd be like 39, you know? So I left right before the, the snow, the negative 40 degrees came into effect. Jeez. My wife is watching. She said her sister-in-law's niece taught in Alaska for a year. Doesn't yeah. sound like Alaska keeps teachers very long. <laughs> you know, you know, if, if I didn't have the dream of acting and all this other stuff, I probably would have, you know, toughed it out. You know, I, I wish that, you know, hindsight 2020, but, coming straight out of college, you know, uh, if I would have just went there for eight years and, you know, you can almost, I think you can almost retire eight years in Alaska because they make so much compared to to Texas. So, um, you know, put in my eight years and be done with the teaching thing and, and then pursue the acting. But, um, so I, you know, didn't know that then though. You know, I, I've heard, and you'll hear, you hang out with Glenn long enough. You'll hear this. But he, you know, he says um, when he's speaking to a and he said he was speaking to an auditorium of actors and giving a lecture. And and, um, he said, how many of you moved out here to Los Angeles to pursue a career in acting? He said, and inevitably, every single hand went up in the room. He goes, the difference between you and me 
is I didn't move to Los Angeles to pursue a career in acting. <clears throat> I moved to Los Angeles to have a career in acting. <laughs> yeah, 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 Isn't that good? Right. Yeah, that is good. That's good. I think it does come down to that, right? It comes down to, it it's does. like saying, I'm going to go teach in Alaska. You make a decision and you go do it. It's amazing. Right. It's amazing. So, so when you, um, you've done, I've, I've seen, and, and I, I don't know if they were all Micah Lyons. I need to get him on the show. I thought I had, anyway, um, the, you've been in like, three or four films is that correct or five how how many has it been now oh oh man i've probably been i don't know maybe almost 20 or 20 like films that. yeah yeah it's, oh, wow. it's, it's a lot um i mean going back to all the way to serum you know yeah when i was in my 20s and wow. um close close to 20 i don't know the exact number but it's it's up there uh, but most of them were independent films you know, it's not like they were studio features, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, mainly Texas independent films, basically a lot of, yeah. you know, a lot, a lot of films uh, with Michael Lyons and some other filmmakers in, in Texas and stuff. So, but, but I have been in a studio feature here and there too, you know, so. Yeah. Wow. So, so what, what do you, what's what's in store for you? What 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 are you what are you going to make out of all this? Well, you know, I'm also a filmmaker too, not just an actor. Um, so I love making films, and I've made three. I've made three, and what you call ultra low no budget films. Yeah. Um, and so the first one I made was in 2014 called Some something in the woods and I wanted to make a, a Bigfoot film because I needed a needed a star in my film that would work for cheap and Bigfoot he applied and got the job so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so most people know who Bigfoot is so you know you couldn't hire some known actor some A-list actor B-list actor so I could get Bigfoot on board for sure <clears throat> and so uh, that's kind of the route I went and I noticed with every Bigfoot film that I could find it was either a comedy or a horror film and um i was like i want to make one that's pg that everybody can watch that's maybe in, inspired by actual events or something there's a lot of stories out there so i started doing my research and then something in the woods was born and wow. it's actually on amazon tubi and a lot of other places that people can watch and it's last time i checked it was four out of five stars out of like over 600 reviews so Wow. Man, I think got a lot of million million dollar budget films. So I'm, I'm sure. Wow, that's pretty amazing, man. Um, my wife's biggest fear in life is Bigfoot. <laughs> oh, she doesn't have nothing to fear. They're docile creatures. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, I mean, she is. Them, you know, if you come across one, don't try to pet one. You know. <laughs> Yeah, if if you could find one, right? So, 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 um, so you like making films as well. What what kind of films do you like to make? Like besides Bigfoot films, she looked. She said, "Uh, no." <laughs> so, but besides Bigfoot films, what kind of films do you enjoy making? Um, well, I like to make family films films with a message that's inspiring encouraging and even my bigfoot films has that in it so um you know it's funny was when i make something it was i was like this is gonna be so creepy it's gonna creep people out and guess who loved it the most little kids you know started getting you know messages and emails from parents you know my kid loves your movie he, he goes to bed watching it at night he's like how old is he oh he's six or seven years old. the bigfoot <laughs> film yeah oh so, the first one anyway i haven't really heard that much on the second one but on the first one uh wow. it's like that movie for some reason you know wow wow and so it's not creepy it is creepy but there's no gore or anything it's you know it's just yeah suspenseful let me put it that way More there suspense. you go so what are some other movies that you've done and what are the storylines on them Sense of Urgency is a Christian film I did, but it's not like, it's more like an experimental um, Christian film. Okay. 
there's not a lot like it just because uh, it ha has to do with a hostage situation. And so there's some intense scenes. It's still rated PG, but it's still intense. You know, um, my original goal was for churches to show it. But, you know, after I made it, I was like, oh, I don't know. It may be a little bit too much for, for uh, churches to show it. But it has a great message, a great ending. And it does plant, you know, seeds of the gospel in it. And so, mm -hmm. you know, the hope in that was to try to lead people to the truth and, and to the Lord and stuff. So. And that's my go in continuing um, to make films in the future, but to get real budgets, you know, not not get, you know, fifteen thousand dollars and try to make a movie with a skeleton crew where most people don't get paid. Well, thanks, Jay. He said it was a good movie. Uh, I guess he watched it. But um, there, there's a review from a very <laughs> famous director. <laughs> the, the goal is to show people what I can do. Like if I can do that, when I say I, it's not just me. I have, you know, everybody helps. But if sure. we can yeah. do that um, with low budget no budget type of thing and, and because when you have that much money you're basically just paying your camera guy and maybe a sound guy and you're buying food for the rest you know so everybody else is volunteer you know on sense of urgency we had a couple of barefoot teenage girls out there running the booms and you know and stuff they'd never even touched the boom mic before and so um wow so i, I want to try to get a real budget with the real crew and um for my next film and I, you know, I have like three other films I've already written and ready to go. It's just, you know, got to meet the right people, the right investors. And, uh, but the yeah. one I'm trying to get to is called Preacher Man. And, uh, you know, Tyler Perry has Medea, Billy Bob Thornton had Carl and Sling Blade and uh, uh -huh. Stallone had Rocky. And I have a guy called Dan. And so, I, you know, I have my character that I created. That What's his name? Dan Flanagan. Dan Flanagan. And, uh, he, he has a mullet. And a uh, big old thick mustache, and he's he's a escaped convict in Preacher Man, and basically in that plot, he escapes prison because he he helps somebody, and they try to kill him, so he gets injured. So when they take him to the hospital, he ends up escaping, and he ends up he doesn't try to pose as this preacher, but uh, he gives the preacher uh, hitches a ride with this preacher going to a job interview. And he has a heart attack along the way, the old preacher does. And so he ends up kind of assuming the role, kind of gets caught into it. He's not trying to be caught into it. It's just the circumstances pull him in. And um, so, wow. but, the, but the church is being bullied by Rich Lambert. So they don't know what to do about it. So he ends up fighting fire with fire, you know. Um, I think the tagline in, it, in that is, he don't turn the other cheek. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm really wanting to make that film. It's probably the most powerful film I've ever written. One of them anyway. And um, wow. anytime you can make a movie that hits on all the emotions and make you yeah. laugh and cry, and, you know, that is, I think, very powerful. And that's my goal is to get there with the real budget, you know, so that's the goal. What's, what's a real budget for something like that? I don't even know. Uh, well, it just depends, you know, I mean, I could probably make the film, you know, like I said, I've never probably had over uh, $15,000 to make a film. So imagine what I could do with 100000 or a real budget would probably be uh, like I'm a SAG ultra low or would probably be 200000 or 250000 or something. Just where you can pay people, you know, and have, right. people, you know, you know, they're working 10 hour, 12 hour days um, that know what they're doing. And um, so it's done it before. Um, that's what I'm trying to get to with my films anyway. And yeah. um, along the way, I'm acting and trying to, you know, build my career too on the acting realm. Which would you, which, which um, would you prefer to make movies or, or be an actor in movies? And that's a tough question because I'm going to be in my movies <laughs> too. So, um, I probably make movies because you have control at that point. And um, I just, I love seeing the process come together, especially in writing it because I write all my films. Um, the movies I've made, I've written all those. And um, Sense of Urgency, I did have help on. Yeah. It was actually somebody else's that um, I went in and changed. And But um, but the other ones I wrote myself and the ones I'm going to make, I, I've written myself. Wow. So, 
but I love acting, you know, it's, it's, yeah. you know, you get to play somebody else for a little while and forget about your troubles and step into their troubles. And all of a sudden your troubles don't seem that bad when you see how bad their troubles are, or, you know, right. If, right. It's, if it's that kind of role, but, uh, and yeah. of course a grumpy old Santa, um, I was like, well, this guy, Tim didn't have many troubles except for his goat yoga asphyxiation or whatever. But, um, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, so, so you, I mean, the, the future is, um, is acting and making movies. Yes. Well, that's the goal, you know, and, uh, all it takes is me to, you know, meet the right people and make the right yeah. connections. It's all about really who, you know, sometimes yeah. in, in the film industry. Yeah. And, and I think I've, got a pretty good track record of the films that I've made that people look at it and say, Hey, this guy, if he can do this with that, what can he do with this? You know, and right. that's the goal is to get somebody to. Uh-oh. Uh, kind of locked up for a second. Yeah, you're back. You're back. I think. Um, Sue so says, will there be a return for investors? Of course, you know, yeah. the key in getting a return is getting known actors into a film. Um, some independent films can make a lot of money without known actors, but it's rare. You know, Micah, you know, pretty much taught me that. It's like, you got to get somebody in there, you know, some kind of name. And, um, and that's yeah. true. I a hundred percent agree. And which is why grumpy old Santa got Glenn and, uh, Harry yeah. Valentine yeah. and Kevin Farley, you know, they got mm -hmm. some, some bigger names in there. And so yeah. that's my plan for Preacher Man is to get get a name in there for the leading role, you know. Like Glenn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Glenn or you know, yeah. yeah. Glenn Glenn would make a great escaped convict preacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't give Glenn that role. I mean, nobody can play Dan better than me. But <laughs> like, can you imagine somebody else playing Rocky? Now I know Glenn's a great actor, but I just don't see Glenn as Rocky. <laughs> Yo, Adrian. Oh, no, I can't. I can't see that. Um, Sue says contact Steve on Messenger. Who's okay. Steve? Steve. Oh, there's there's some friends I actually go karaokeing with. And, you oh. Know, yeah, I do a little karaoke on the side. You know. All so right. I'm not great at it, but I like to do it. Yeah. It, you know, let's off fine. a little steam. <laughs> now, now, have you, uh, I, I mean, along the way, have you uh, created a family? Do you have a family? Uh, oh, um, do I like a real family? Yeah. Well, I mean, we all yes, have a real yes, family. Yeah. But. Yes. Uh, uh, I actually have a family of Bigfoots behind the house and I go out and hang out with them. <laughs> um, no, I, I do have a son. Okay. And so yeah. he's, he's 27 years old and I'm actually a granddad. So what? He has a little girl. Yeah. Oh my so gosh. I'm, I'm officially a granddad. So. Wow. And, wow. And we have a, we have a good relationship. Yeah. That's so. awesome. That's awesome. I did get married at a young age, like out of high school. It's a little thing I left out, but uh, it didn't last long. So I got married at 19 and pretty much it ended at 20 or so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was yeah. one of those high school sweetheart things. It just didn't work out at the time, you know, but I got a good blessing out of it. Sure. And, and, and so you're a free agent. Uh, well, no, I, I, oh. <laughs> I do have a <laughs> oh. No, I do have a girlfriend uh, uh, right now, okay. so <laughs> she's, she's watching, watching right she's now. Going, like, you know, yeah, he better on that say question. No. <laughs> yeah, she's probably like got a gun out. It's like, you know. <laughs> right, right. So, so let me ask you this: What do you think, um, in your opinion? And, and look, Jay said Ken trying to get you in trouble. No, I'm not. I'm just asking questions. So, so what do you think? Now, the number one answer to this question is fear. So you have to do better than that. Um, okay. And 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 a lot of times, I hope that it helps people reflect 
with introspect as well. Um, what do you think stops people from number one, achieving real financial success? And I've, I, I, and, and, and then freedom and happiness. And I think they're related just for the record. My opinion is, um, I've been homeless and broke and I've been wealthy and wealthy is better. Um, trust me. I, I mean, it really is way better than being homeless and broke. So, so what do you think it holds people back from really having it all in life, including financial success and, and freedom and, and, and real pure happiness? Fear. No. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being on, David. <laughs> I'm going to make good with this answer real quick. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Uh, well, I'm not going to say like when people, I mean, everybody has some kind of dream. Most, I say everybody, most people have something that they're passionate about. Right. And a lot of it, they think that they can't do it. I wouldn't say fear. I just, I would say, uh, not a lot of self-confidence in that area. I mean, when I told people I was going to make my first movie, um, you know, it was like a, people laughed at me like, ha, 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 ha. Right. You know? yeah. and, uh, you make movie, ha, ha. you know, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. you know, I mean, they're not laughing now and you're going to get people to tell you, you can't do it. Um, and even when I try out in acting, People are like, you you know, you don't have any training in acting. Well, then I didn't. You got to start somewhere. That's right. You, you know? Uh, and so, anyways, that's just the thing in life. You know, you got to start somewhere and you got to have self-confidence. And you can't listen to the naysayers. I mean, if you think you can do it and want to do it, then do it. You know, go for it. Because all you can do is fail. And if you fail, just get yourself back up and try again, you know? How how many auditions have you done? I mean, Man. what's the real number? Uh, okay. Well, let me say this. Um, auditions now are mainly video auditions. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. Yes. There's not a lot of live auditions. Right. From, nope. Every time I get an audition through my agents, it's, Hey, we got a video here, you know, get it submitted to us in a couple of days. And, um, right. and that's the way it's been. Or even before the pandemic, it started going to video auditions. Yeah. And man, I can't tell you how many. Um, probably at least 300. Wow. At least. And uh, and I've only landed a fraction of those. And, and, you know, the thing about our video auditions, you can actually take your time and nail the part. You know, you don't, don't submit your worst take. You submit your best take. Right. And, um, and I still don't know why there's a lot of roles I didn't didn't get because like how can you beat that you know, but um, you just never know what they're looking for, and, right? And uh, and I'm much better of an actor outside the audition than I am in the audition if that makes sense. Like if I would have auditioned for for Tim instead of just being given the role, you know, Jay might have said I don't know if I want this guy, you know. <laughs> But, but, you know, some of the script was, uh, wasn't funny in certain areas, you know? So when I got there, Jay said, Hey, if you can make it funnier and, and even Glenn told me that do your thing. And so, and with some direction from Glenn, he, he actually added like, Hey, try this. And so things work better sometimes, you know, outside of the audition process. And, uh, so I, that's why I had so much fun with Tim on the, in Grumpy Old Santa. Is because they gave me a little bit of freedom. Hold yeah. Quiet on the set. <laughs> Look, yeah, here. <laughs> Hold it. I didn't scream it the way she does. She's so yeah, funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I said, you're, you're the girl that screams at everybody. She goes, I'm not screaming. I'm projecting. <laughs> yeah. She got some lungs on her. She's I, awesome. I, I, you man. need that. You need, because, you know, you can't have people whispering or talking during the take. Get her run it. And so she, 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 she runs a tight ship. She oh, runs yeah. a tight yeah. ship. So, yeah. so, um, what do you think? I, I'm, I'm curious, like, what should be the, in sales, it's called the closing percentage. What should be the percentage of roles you get for what you submit for? What what seems like it should, like, 
be, I mean, a hundred percent would be awesome, but you know, right. Um, Hmm. That's, that's a tough question. I really never thought about that, but I know I just always need to increase my percentage. <laughs> and what, um, what, what do you think? I'm not, I can't see. I mean, I know Glenn very, like I know he's like my brother. I mean, I know Glenn very well and I don't, I don't think he, I mean, I know he submits tapes. I know that, but I, I think that he just gets the role. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I mean, he's at that level. Where everybody knows who he is. You know? Right. Right. What, what's, what's the difference between, you know, somebody that submitted hundreds and somebody like Glenn or Tom Cruise or, or what, you know, what's the difference? What is that thing? What's the, the, the magic, that it, what do you think it is? I'm curious. I, I don't know. I'm seriously asking, like, what is that? What's the difference? Well, um, like I think Glenn's definitely on a higher level than I am for sure, you know. Um, and so I'm trying, I'm actually trying to get to that that point to where he is, where you just you're recognized and you don't even have to audition, they just want you in their film. And so I haven't got to that level yet. Um, but yeah, you know, um, it could be, you know, Lindsay saying timing, you know, it could be about timing. And I so, think it's so awesome that Lindsay and Bridget are both watching. That's so cool. Yeah. I love yeah. those two. They're awesome. Very, very sweet people. Very, very sweet. Yes. So, so you think it's, it's, it's just from being known. Yeah. Well, I mean, course glenn had to get to that point you know yeah. and any actor that's unknown has to get to that point i mean something's gonna probably launch their career at some point so there's gonna be some role that or they're gonna land something in you know maybe in a series where they're seen a lot and so i mean um so even you know my family like oh yeah yeah we, we love glenn you know and glenn don't know my family but they know glenn you know right right like, yeah it's a great actor that's like yeah so yeah. um so I'm actually trying to get to that level. Um, and, and it's my pursuit. And I guess you could say I'm obsessed with it, but I, I do that's it because awesome. I love it. I do it because Dude, I love it. That's awesome though. That's what it takes. I don't know how to quit. And, and people said, you know what? Maybe you need to give it. I mean, you haven't got to that place that you're trying to get to. It's been only been acting for 20 years. You know, maybe it's time you should, you know, think about just focusing on a job and doing that thing. I was like, yeah, I wish I could. I wish I could just say, okay, yeah, throw it away. And I can't. And uh, it, it does make life tough. And so, um, but I don't know how to quit because I love to do it. And, and you, you, you think about, I mean, uh, like things aren't going my way in it. And then you land a road and then, you know, you're back into it, motivated again. So, uh, like I said, see, and, Jill saying that's why you'll make it. Uh, I hope you're right. You know, so um, I believe I will. Uh, you know, but I'm still happy. I, I, I have made it because I'm still doing what I love to do, and I've made it a lot further than some people have. You know, um, I, I have. I have. I just finished editing a video um, last night from from this private retreat that 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 me and my business partner Craig we we do this retreat called the Turn It Up Mastermind. And Glenn was there as a speaker in October. Um, Dr. John Gray, the men are from Mars, women are from Venus guy. Yeah. He, he's a buddy of mine. He was there as a speaker. Um, Lee Steinberg, the number one sports agent in the world. The movie Jerry Maguire is about Lee Steinberg, um, his life. And, and, so, and then my buddy, Ramey, flew in on his private jumbo jet. He's a billionaire and he spoke to everybody. And he actually says in his speech, I'm going to send you this video when we're done. And I'm going to also give you a free copy of his book. Can you really think and grow rich? It's an amazing book. Um, but, but the Ramey said, you know, people are going to tell you, why don't you go get a real job? You need to stop chasing this dream. And he literally says that in this video I'm going to send you. And he's a billionaire that was homeless, by the way. Oh, wow. Um, yes. He owns the largest wide body private jet in the world now. Like he's, Dang. yeah. 
And, and, and he's like, but you know, before you start taking advice from people, look at where they are in their life and ask yourself, do I really want to take advice from them? And, and if they're not, if they're not getting what you want out of life, then you may want to reconsider who you're taking your advice from, right? Cause there, man, there's always, I heard it, dude. I heard it. I heard it. I heard it so many times. You need to just go get a real job. Why are you doing this podcast for free? You need to charge people and all, all of this stuff. You need sponsors and you need, I don't, I do it for free because I give to the world and I've been blessed so much in my life as a result of it. So you keep doing you, man, you keep doing what you're doing and stop pursuing it. Like Glenn says, and start having it. Right. <laughs> I love that, man. I, no, I do that. too. I do too. And, um, you know, it's, I'm going to keep pressing forward because I feel, I don't know how to explain it, but I feel I'm getting closer, especially to getting like a preacher man funded. And I don't know why I'm, you know, but I just feel in my heart that it's going to happen very soon, even though I don't know where the money's coming from. But um, at this point, it's just faith, I guess. I just know it's going to happen. It's too good. It's too good of a story to just sit there and never be made. It's too good. And, um, and I think once it's made, I mean, it could probably, spark a trilogy in that you know because so awesome you got to have a character that's going to be memorable and uh and i believe i have that character you know um back years and years ago when my wife and i first opened our our first office it's a long story i won't go into but i ended up getting a, a car repossessed in front of all my employees that was a fun day and <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, uh, David, I remember standing in that parking lot watching the repo man drive away with my car on the back of his tow truck. And, and I felt like, what is the point of even being here? Why, why am I on this planet? Why, what, why go on? What's the point? And, and, you know, if somebody were to ask you, I'm going to ask you, what keeps you going? What is it that, that, that makes you not lose? I mean, I've had my electric shut off, but I kept going. I've had a car repo, but I kept going. We lost a house, but I kept going. What is it that makes you get up every day and say, I'm going to make it. I'm, I'm going to push forward and I'm going to make it. Well, it's the Lord for me. Um, and I know a lot of people aren't religious, but it's not a religion to me. It's a relationship. Um, I'm mm. a believer and, and I, I know, that. and I know where I'm going. I know that life is temporary. Um, Bible says it's like, a, you know, a, a vapor that's here one day and fades away the next. I mean, it's just life's temporary. And, and I believe God's given me the talent and, the aspirations to do what I'm doing. I, I don't believe it's from me all the way. So I believe he's going to open those doors for me um, because mm -hmm. my ultimate goal is to lead people to him uh, through my films. I want them to be entertaining, but at the same time, I plant seeds and uh, encouragement and inspiration and truth. And without really beating them over the head with the Bible, um, and not make it too preachy, but make it entertaining. You know, because I want to attract not just Christians. I want to attract, I want unbelievers. I want atheists and other people to watch it yes. and um, be entertained by it and say, hmm, you know, make them think, you know, make them think. Just Plant, planting seeds. That's it. Uh, case in point, I'm doing this little, uh, just started it. The first one's not out yet, but it's, it's kind of like, I don't want to call them Bible stories, but they're little skits, they're videos with inspirational messages. And the first one will probably be out in a couple of weeks. Actually, a guy I met on Grumpy Old Santa, Philip Russell, is helping me with it. And uh, so we already shot the first one, and it's, he's editing it right now. And, uh, and I was like, I wonder what my second one's going to be. And then I was laying in bed one night, and it hit me. It just, it just came to me. I was like, and I got up the next morning and wrote it. And um, I was like, where did that come from? Where did this story come in? The beginning, the middle, the end came to me. It's like I was watching it on a movie screen inside my head. So I didn't have to think about coming up with it. I believe the Lord gave that to me. Yeah. So that's going to be a, a fun one to make, too. And um, 
where are you releasing? Where are you? Re where are you releasing these, David? I'll be releasing them on uh, social media, so you'll okay. you'll see it uh, on, on Facebook. YouTube and yeah, um, I have a YouTube channel called Saving Oscar Productions. I haven't released anything on it yet. Um, Hold it. What's I'm going to put a banner up. What's what? I want people to follow you. So where, where can they follow you? What, what's the best place? YouTube or Facebook? Or, or, or Facebook and, and, um, and also on YouTube. Um, it was my name, my screen name on YouTube was David Ford 75, but I changed it to saving Oscar productions. Now I don't know if it changed the, the address yet, but uh, you know, I'm probably not hard to find on YouTube, you know, you know, David Ford 75 or saving Oscar productions. And, uh, and I would, I'll be putting a lot of that on my Facebook page soon. So there won't be any question because the goal in the YouTube thing is to get, is to get subscribers to build the channel and spread those, uh, the skits, videos and all that throughout the world. Dude, that's awesome, man. I can't wait to see him too. Bridget's excited to see him. I'm excited. My wife's excited. I told her we were, we were, I was talking to my wife about it, which I, you met my wife and, and daughter when we were out there. Um, I said, he really needs to start working out. There's something wrong with his physique. I know. She, she said, yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm starting to get uh, a trophy in my muscles. You know, they're, they're wasting away here. They, well, well, I, know, I know it's horrible man all that flab how do you live with yourself yeah. so no dude I, I i think you're a good guy i i i really i i'm I, i'm gonna keep you in my thoughts and prayers that all this starts come together for you i have a feeling since you i mean dude you've now been on breakthrough walls it's uh um, right. i mean it it's only it's only up from here that's right. That's right. So I'm very excited that you invited me on the show. And, oh, and I yeah. say, if anybody does want to follow me and stuff, I'd appreciate it. You know, it's, it's free to subscribe on YouTube. You know, once I start posting those things, it doesn't cost I'm gonna, anybody anything. You keep talking. I'm going to look you up on YouTube while you're talking. So, okay. Um, and, and then we're going to, we're going to put the link right in. Okay. Uh, that sounds good. And um, I guess the last thing I will say is in the ultimate go is to uh, make Christian films and, you know, Preacher Man is going to be the next one, hopefully. And the one after that, uh, Preacher Man probably needs to come before the other one called A Journey Too Far, because that's more of a, a survivor film in like the wilderness. If you ever seen the movie The Edge with Anthony Hopkins, one of my favorite movies of all time. I've not um, seen that. What, what, what? <laughs> you gotta watch it, I'm man. Not. It's it's awesome. I mean, if you there's like survivor shows, there's there's cool. your link, by the way, just so you know. Right. <laughs> for, for future reference, youtube.com forward slash at saving Oscar. All right, good deal. So yeah, you know, go ahead. I was just gonna say, um, you know, there may be somebody that wants to jump on board. So it's like I said, it's all about meeting the right people. Uh, Grumpy Old Santa had the right person or people involved, you know, any movie has the right people yeah. to fund it. And so, um, I mean, the schedule and all that's already ready for Preacher Man. It's just, you know, getting some funding, get some yeah. locations, and we're good to go. And so that's the goal. That's the dream. And I'm going to be pressing towards that. That's awesome, man. I love it. Look at that. <clears throat> No, even, somebody asked me if I have a connection with Kirk Cameron. No, no, I did reach out to him earlier, like, I don't know, four or five years ago. But there's a lot of red tape for people like that. And they're kind of doing their own thing. And he wouldn't even, like, read the script. He wouldn't even, you know, take my messages. So, um, you know, I understand he's, people like that. you got to go through the right people to get to those. So I don't think it's going to be from somebody like that. Um, I think it's going to be from somebody that I have no clue who they are. And they're just like, they want to help. They see what I'm doing. They believe in what I'm doing. And so that I believe it's going to come about that way. I could be wrong. I don't have a crystal ball here, but that's just what I feel in my heart. It's going to happen. You know, you know, um, you, uh, I, I'll give you some, some free coaching right here live. 
Um, I, I, cause I'm, I, that's what I do. I teach people social media. Um, you do what you're, what you're, as they say down here in Texas, you do what you're fixing to do and start releasing all that stuff on mm -hmm. YouTube and social media. You will, right. you'll, you'll see, man, some magic will start happening. The problem I think most people have is they, they live in fear of being judged by others. And so they are waiting on everything to be perfect before they start releasing content and doing that. Dude, right. you start, you just start, just, just let it rip, man. And, and keep it going. And, and you watch mark my words. Look, dude, I have a blue check mark on Facebook, not because I'm special. It's because I just took massive action and I continuously take massive action on, on social media. And I don't care what anybody else thinks. I, right, I really right. don't. You know, I didn't even know how I was going to make this. I just wrote it. My first episode is called where's my wallet and, um, it has to do with somebody losing their wallet and, um, you know, I don't want to spoil it. So, uh, yeah. I just wrote it. And yeah. just trying to look for a sponsor, got a sponsor for that ad um, or ad video. And, um, and I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to film this thing. I, I was prepared. I was going to film it myself. And then Philip jumped on board and uh, I was like, all That's right, it. somebody knows what they're doing. <laughs> you know, I mean, I can tell, but it, it's hard to, you know, he has a little bit more equipment than I do. And I was like, yeah, he's going to do some of the heavy lifting. I can just sit back and, you know, be in it and maybe help him direct it a little bit. And so, and boom, it's done, you know, and we're just editing it now. And so, and I really like working with Philip and I'm looking forward to working with him on, on the next one. I'll be bringing in some more actors uh, for the next one. And it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a good. So um, I'm going to just keep them going because I love to do them. And if I'm That's not awesome. using, if I'm not using what God gave me, to fulfill the great commission is what every Christian is supposed to do is their part. Yeah. Then I'm just a useless tool in the shed, you know? So I just want to be able to be used and do what I love to do. And that's, that's what it is. Dude. That's so awesome, man. That's awesome. Thanks. Well, you know what? I think that, um, you're on your way, man. Definitely on your way. I appreciate so. it. David, thank you for being on today and um, sharing your your heart and your soul and your story with everybody. Um, Bridget, even Thanks, Bridget. man, you need to claim this right now. Claim it all. We're all telling you, you're 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 headed for greatness, dude. Um, but thank you for being on and and um, being a guest today and Thanks we're not that far me. we're not that far apart maybe we can do lunch and uh at bucky's in between your place and mine <laughs> that'd be great bring glenn along <laughs> i know right yeah yeah glenn yeah, I, love, I just love being around glenn because he always brought something creative to the table no matter what scene and uh yeah and sometimes i could feel him watching me like i knew he's gonna tell me like I was like, I wonder what he's thinking. And he had come up and say, do this. I was like, yes, he wants to change that. And because a lot of times, you know, you don't want to like try to come in changing everything, you know. Right, but, yeah. But when somebody like Glenn wants to, you know, like, you know, this is not that funny the way it is. Let's do this instead. It's like, yes, that's that's what I like, you know. So, yeah. Love Glenn. That's I just awesome. want to say, you know, I don't know if he's going to watch this, but I do thank him for all his help and, and mentorship on the set. There's a good chance he'll watch. He watches a lot of my shows. Um, it, yeah, was, it, would, <laughs> it would have to be Whataburger. Yeah, it would have to be Whataburger. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Although, when I brought Glenn's wife out to the set, we stopped at Bucky's and I said, you've got to try this barbecue here. And she was like, oh my gosh, this is good. So anyway, um, Listen, it's been a great pleasure and honor having you on. And I uh, stay with me. I'm going to end the live stream portion, but stay on. It's going to feel like I left, but I haven't. Okay. Um, so, so thank you to everybody for watching. If you share you. this out, there's extra extra points for you somewhere. Um, look, JD Walters, God, then what? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> that is so funny. All right, listen, thank you. I appreciate you. Stay on here, and we will see you all later. Thank you so much for being here and watching and sharing this out. Have an awesome weekend. God bless you all. Thank you, David. I appreciate you, man. Thanks, Ken.